All right, all right, all right. So we are back. Um, so long story, less, not too long. All right, so tried to record this last night. Had a long day yesterday. Uh, couldn't get it done. Recorded it three this morning uh, before I went to work. Didn't like it. Redoing it. So um, we're going to touch on some things today. I'm going to read a letter from Meg and some other shit. We're going to get into some shit today, but first we're going to catch a vibe. For the birthday girl, to the birthday girl. Happy birthday, Ashanti. Happy 40th to Ashanti. Didn't know she was 40. <laughs> Time flies, man. And she still look good. <laughs> on that path of um, like Angela Bassett. She keeps on this road. She'll be she'll be Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett has been beautiful for like 40 years. I don't know how old she is, but I think she's like 60. But she looks amazing still. Or Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross actually got better with time. This always remind me of that movie with Nick Cannon and um, Christina Milian. Stefan, I used to love light-skinned women. And then I love Jamaican women. And now I just love all women. <laughs> Niggas was lying. <laughs> Niggas back then had to be lying. Nobody ate pussy back then. <laughs> oh, they ain't lying. I felt bad for the women back then. Just ain't your birthday, Fedro. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ashanti. Spotted from the crib, episode number 54. This is not the most talented record label. <laughs> this definitely was not the most talented record label. It was you and Ashanti, Jaro. <laughs> no offense to anybody else on the label. I don't want to props. <laughs> Cadillac Ta. I don't remember the other name. Cadillac Black or some shit. I don't know. Vibe of like of uh, Mary's first album, the My Life album. 
Fighter from the crib, episode number 54. We got this one, two more to get through. Gotta show some respect to her and all her beautiful bikini pics that she's still taking. Feeling good, feeling good, feeling great out there. Hope everybody's doing good, doing great out there. cigarette leave him that means he's not good for you all right you're done here <laughs> happy birthday uh this is potted from the crib episode number 54 i am your host gary aka jizz and I'm here on a late edition of the pod. Again, I told you in the beginning, 
shit just didn't go right. I didn't really like the show earlier. I was going to put it out and then just put this out afterwards, but I, I probably won't be hearing that. I'll save it. Maybe I'll hear it one day in the, in the future. In the future, so you can hear the journey. But it was kind of like the other episode where I woke up at three in the morning, didn't brush my teeth, just started potting. <laughs> I eventually brushed my teeth, by the way, but at that point, you could hear, you could tell, <laughs> you could smell it through the mic that the teeth were not brushed up. But anyway, I'm here now. Um, I was determined to be here. And we're going to cover a few things. Uh, Asian Doll. We're going to cover Asian Doll, Black Youngsters, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, some, some other shit. And OnlyFans. We definitely got to cover, cover OnlyFans. I'm going to start with Meg Thee Stallion now. She was, uh, what is this? She was on the New York Times. She wrote a letter. I'm going to play a clip. There, there was a clip uh, that was done for this opinion piece or open letter. It's an open letter, not necessarily an opinion. It is an opinion piece, but it's an open letter. So without further ado, this is what Meg has to say. This is gonna be about uh, protecting black women and negative stereotypes. And I'm gonna let you know in advance, I am a man, I'm a black man. I'm not a black woman. I don't know what it's like to be a black woman, but as I read through the text, I'm just going to I'm just going to let you know how I interpret the things that are being said. It can be wrong. It can be right. I'm always open to being wrong. I don't know everything, although sometimes I act like I know everything, but I do not. So here we go. We're not going. She's got to be strong because that's just the expectation. Loving herself, but not too much because then she's conceited. Being this lady in the streets, she's freaking sheets. I think that's every woman. But always loving the wrong one. Talking for her man, but not for her friends. Being constantly told she's too much or not enough. Constantly having to prove she's a victim because society sides with a man. Not being able to express her traumas because she can't show no weakness. It's constantly told that she's too dark, too thin, too thick, too much of a bitch. Being murdered, beaten, abused, then question if she evoked all of it. Is left out on the street so it becomes the flower that grows from the concrete. She marches for everyone else, riots for everyone else, dies for everyone else. She loves everyone else, lives for everyone else. But when it comes down to her, it ain't a muck insight. The system as a whole. So if you never get shot, you don't know her So that was that. Now we're going to get into the actual, and of course I click off. <laughs> we're going to get into the actual letter. So <clears throat> it starts off in the weeks leading up to the election. Black women are expected once again to deliver victory for the. What the, does it mean to be oh, a woman of color? Right. All right, so. In the weeks leading up to the election, black women are expected once again to deliver a victory for the Democratic candidates. 
we have gone from being unable to vote legally to highly courted voting block all in a little more than a century. So to start off with, I don't know when black women were expected to bring victory to the Democratic Party at any point. Now is 100% Joe Biden is looking to Kamala Harris to make him president. <laughs> and we know that because he said that no matter what, it was going to be a woman. And I don't, he probably didn't say black woman, but he for sure said it was going to be a woman. And a white woman just wouldn't have given the same effect. And we're going to talk about some of these Democratic policies a little later that they're trying to how they're trying to get the black vote. Uh, but anyway, all right, so despite this and despite the way so many have embraced messages about racial justice this year, black women are still constantly disrespected and disregarded in so many areas of life. Agreed. I agree. Uh, I was recently the victim of an act of violence by a man after a party. I was shot twice as I walked away from him. We were not in a relationship. Truthfully, I was shocked that I ended up in that place. So... To me, even if they were in a relationship, and it is true that he shot her, and I say that just because I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, I don't know. I may be part of the problem, but um, it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship with someone. They have no right to shoot you. So that's my take on that. Uh, my, silent, my initial silence about what happened was out of fear for myself and my friends, even as a victim, I have been, I have been met with skepticism and judgment. The way people have publicly questioned and debated whether I played a role in my own violent assault proves that my fears and discussing what happened were unfortunately warranted. So with that, the initial silence is probably what caused people to question. Um, you always want to have your segment that's going to question. It's going to question the other side of whatever happened anyway. You're gonna have a certain segment, but you're gonna have more people if you're initially silent or if you initially don't, or say that something didn't happen the way that it happened. Uh, uh, so, uh, that's that, and on to the next one. Uh, after a lot of self-reflection on the incident, I, I've realized, that violence against women, that also leads me to, to wonder if she's going to be testifying in the case of uh, Tory Lanez, which I hope that she does. I hope, I hope that she gets on the stand and tells her side of the story. Uh, after a lot of self-reflection on the incident, I've realized that violence against women is not only connected to being in a relationship, instead it happens because too many men treat all women as objects which helps them to justify inflicting abuse against us when we choose to exercise our own uh, free will. All right, so self-reflection on the incident, I've realized that violence against women is not always connected to being in a relationship. That is true. That is true. That's actually what I just said. Um, instead, it happens because too many men treat all women as objects. I don't ever like the statement all. I don't believe in absolutes, so I don't believe they treat all women as objects. Possible, but no, I don't think they treat their mom or something like that as an object. And maybe she's not referring to that, but when you say all women, 
they're women, so I put them in there. Um, which just and that is true. I mean, when men do a lot of men do see women as objects, and some of them that may in their minds justify them being abusive to women. I don't know what goes on in their mind because I have never been abusive to a woman and couldn't imagine ever doing so. So, uh, from the moment from the moment we begin to navigate the intricacies of adolescence, we feel the weight of this threat and the weight of contradictory expectations and misguided preconceptions. I think that's universal with all women. All women, I would think. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not again. I'm not a woman. I would think that all women worry about violence against them from men uh, and contradictory expectations. I think that's more sexist than having to do with race. Uh, many of us begin to put too much value to other how others see us. That's uh, if we are seen at all. I don't know about the last sentence, but putting too much value on how they see them, that normally goes to any race of female. Women normally care more what people think than what men do. Uh, the issue is even more intense for black women who struggle against stereotypes and are seen as angry or threatening. When we try to stand up for ourselves and our sisters, there's not much room for passion and advocacy if you are a black woman. Agreed. Agree. 100% agree. Uh, I recently used the stage at Saturday Night Live to harshly rebuke Kentucky's Attorney General Daniel Cameron. Hey, Daniel Cameron, this is for me. Fuck you. Uh, for his appalling conduct and denying Breonna Taylor and her family justice, I anticipated some backlash. Anyone who follows the lead of con Congressman John Lewis, rest in peace. I put the rest of peace in there the late uh, civil rights giant and makes good trouble, necessary trouble, runs the risk of being attacked by those comfortable with the status quo. Completely agree, completely agree. People, this system and people who love the system want the system to, to, to remain the same and they do not want you to speak up. Uh, so I don't know if that's the mass majority, that's a, a certain segment, probably, a lot, not all, but a lot of Trump supporters. Um, I recently used the state, uh, but you know what? I'm not afraid of criticism. We live in a country where we have the freedom to criticize elected officials, and we should. <laughs> That's me saying that, and we should. And it's ridiculous that some people think the phrase, the simple phrase, protect black women is controversial. We deserve to be protected as human beings, and we are entitled to our anger about a laundry list of mistreatment and neglect that we suffer. That's true. You are entitled to that. And I don't know who finds the phrase protect black women to be controversial, but I suppose that would be the same type of person that finds Black Lives Matter statement to be not the politics of Black Lives Matter, because that's a that's two different things, but the, just the statement alone of Black Lives Matter to be controversial. That would be the same person, I guess, that finds protect black women to be controversial, which is idiotic. Um, all lives matter people. <laughs> Those would be the people that have a problem with protect black women. Uh, maternal uh, maternal mortality rates for black mothers are about three times higher than those for white mothers. An obvious sign of racial bias in the healthcare. That is true. Um, 
I found that out through asking a question. I was talking to somebody and I asked them why they felt the way that they felt about the healthcare system. They told me and then I researched it and lo and behold, I found out that it is in fact true that black mothers are three times more likely to die during birth. Um, which obviously shows that the healthcare system is racist in some way, for sure. And obviously against black women since black men can't have kids. Um, in 2019, an astronomical 91% of transgender or gender non-conforming people were fatally shot were black. According to Human Rights Campaign, I have no comment on that. I'll, I guess I, I'll have to research that. Um, beyond threats to our health and lives, we confront so much judgment and so many conflicting messages on a daily basis. That's true. Um, if we dress in fitting clothes, our, car, our, our curves become a topic of conversation, not only on social media, but also in the workplace. Uh, that's agreed. That's agreed. Now, I agree with the statement here, but not necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with the messenger on this one because, and I only say that because I agree with the statement because it, we see um, certain school districts, um, it was on, online that they had problems with the women wearing fitting clothes because they were curvy. Now, I don't know if it's because they were black or it's because they were sexualizing these women, but uh, black women are typically curvy and uh, it does become a topic of conversation on social media as we have Teacher Bay and a bunch of that, a bunch of that going on and also in the workplace. So I agree with that, but because the messenger basis, some of the success of, of the messenger is based on their sex appeal and being spoken about on social media. I don't, I get the message, but the messenger, uh, I don't know if this, she was the person to state that. But I could be wrong. The fact that Serena Williams, the greatest athlete in any sport ever, that is factually incorrect. <laughs> she's the greatest. She, you could say she's the greatest female tennis player. She may even be the greatest tennis player. I'm not too familiar with tennis, but to say she's the greatest athlete in any sport ever is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Um, but shout out to Serena. <laughs> Better than Michael Jordan. Um, the greatest athlete in any sport ever had to defend herself for wearing a bodysuit at the 2018 French Open is proof positive of misguided of how misguided the obsession with black women's bodies is. I don't think that that's necessarily proof positive. That is that's proof, but it's an example of proof, but it's not, you would need more examples than that. And I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying that to give one instance and then say that that's proof positive. I can't necessarily, I agree with the statement, but to an extent, I just want to say proof positive as if that proves it a hundred percent. Cause I don't feel as though that proves it a hundred percent, but that is an example. And I believe that if we searched long enough, maybe we could find more uh, examples. And if we found more examples, then I would agree with proof positive. But if that makes sense to anyone out there, 
Uh, I would know I've received quite a bit of attention from my parents as well as my talent. I choose my own clothes. Let me repeat, I choose what I wear, not because I'm trying to appeal to men, but because I'm showing. That's true. <laughs> well, a, a lot of women do that. <laughs> They're not doing all that shit for us. They're doing that shit for other women, compliments from other women. <laughs> all that makeup shit that they put on that niggas don't give a fuck about or a lot of times don't even care for the eyelashes. and All, all that shit is for other women and themselves. They don't, they don't give a fuck about us. Um, but because I'm showing pride in my appearance and a positive body image. So... That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I agree with that. I, I feel as though you can have pride in your parents and still have clothes on, or you can have pride in your parents and not have clothes on. But it, it can go either way. Just be proud of whatever you're doing. Um, and a positive body image is centered to who I am as a woman. That's, yeah, and that's probably universal to all women and a performer. I value compliments from women far more than men. I just, kind of said that before she said that, but the remarks about how I choose to present myself have often been judgmental and cruel with many assuming that I'm dressing and performing for the male gaze. And what the fuck? Uh, with many assuming it's for the male gaze, when women choose to capitalize on our sexuality to reclaim our own power, like I have, we are vilified and disrespected. I don't know about vilified. I don't even know about disrespected. Objectified, yes. Disrespect that I, I don't know. I, you know what? Excuse me. You know what? Maybe disrespected. Maybe. I don't think it happens as much. I could be out of touch. I don't think it happens as much now, but I'm thinking of it from her standpoint as a performer. But now when I think about women wearing certain things just in the street and how men react to them and how they disrespect them, I, I fully agree with the statement. Uh, so in every industry, women are pitted against each other, against one another, but especially in hip hop, where it seems as if the male dominated ecosystem can handle only one female rapper at a time. So I don't think it's in every industry. I really don't. I really don't. I don't feel like nurses are pitted against each other. And if she's just talking about entertainment, then I don't feel like R&B singers are necessarily pitted against each other and uh, to an extent it's really only the top hip-hop like rap artists if we're talking about that the top artists then female hip-hop rap artists i hate the word hip-hop rap artists then i agree with the statement um where it seems is a male-dominated ecosystem it is a male-dominated ecosystem can handle one female rapper at a time countless times and that's changing, by the way, because there are a lot of female rappers now. Uh, so countless times, people have tried to pit me against Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, two incredible entertainers and strong women. Shout out to you for shouting them out. I'm not the new anyone. We are all unique in our own ways. That is true. Wouldn't it be nice if black girls weren't inundated with negative sexist comments about black women? Um... I'm not familiar, so I can't speak on that. So if they were told instead of the many important things we've achieved, it took a major motion picture hit figures to introduce the world to NASA research mathematician, Katherine Johnson. I wish I learned in school about 
How far are we into this? Alright, I'm about to wrap. <laughs> I'm about to wrap. This much more going on. I'm just going to go to the very, very last topic. I mean, very last paragraph. Um, but that will take will take time. Black women are not naive. We know that after the last ballot is cast and the vote is tallied, we are likely to go back to fighting for ourselves because, at least for now, that's all we have. And that's very untrue. There are people that support black women. So that to act like you don't have any allies out there is disingenuous. Disingenuous. There are many people that speak up for black women and protect black women out there. And I feel like you're doing them a disservice by making that statement. So, I mean, it could have been said in a way where you are giving credit to the people that do speak up for and that do protect black women any chance that they get. So, um, yeah, so that was that. <laughs> that was that on that. I didn't expect that to go on that long. I looked up at the time and said, we almost a half an hour in now. So, we're going to move on to the next topic. So real quick, right before I started this episode, uh, I went on, on one of these sites and I see uh, battle rappers. <laughs> I see Joe Biden has went to go get battle rappers now to try to sway black voters. That was the headline, but you see what he's doing. <laughs> you see what he's doing. So to me, I don't know if anybody else is bothered by this, man, but this should be, it really pisses me off that the Democratic Party, it feels like almost like they, they're talking down, that they're talking to black people because they have to talk to black people because the black people are are, <laughs> are part of the base. Um, so everybody talks to their base. You got Trump, he, he tap dances for for the, the racist, the white racist. Cool. That's what he do. Biden is, and any Democrat is going to cape for the blacks and um, for minorities and for people who don't have money. Cool. All right. So we've established who people's bases, bases are. But the fact that they keep going to go get these celebrities to try to get us to vote for them is absolutely ridiculous. Having DNA battle good, I mean, not good, I like this. Um, DNA battle Charlie Clips about why they should vote and why they should vote for Biden is ridiculous. Just talk to us like like grown-ups. I'm a grown black man. Yo, just just talk to me. Tell me where you're coming from. Don't go recruit fucking battle rappers who are not they're not even political. It's not even like they go get the political uh celebrities. It's not like they want to go they go get common, uh, go get killer Mike, go I can't think of any political uh um battle rappers, so I, I don't have any of them, but as far as rapper rappers. Not to say they are right, but, but no So anyway, they. It, it, I really feel like they 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 just talk down, and they say these people worship celebrity. Hillary Clinton went and got Pusha T, and Lord knows I love Pusha T. He's in my top five favorite rappers, ever. Is he? <laughs> I gotta think of my, gotta think of my list. If he's not top five, he's top six. If that's the thing. 
But what the fuck is Pusha T doing <laughs> in an election? I don't give a fuck what Pusha T thinks about Hillary Clinton. He gives me coke raps. That's what I want from Pusha T. When Pusha T shows, you have to show that you give a fuck about and know about politics before you give people advice on politics. I feel like people who don't know or haven't shown a proficiency or shown to give a fuck about politics should not be giving advice and we should not respect their endorsement. I should not be watching Bernie Sanders sit down with Cardi B. I, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> that should not happen. If you want to sit down with the rapper, again, just let it be someone who is political. Ice Cube. Somebody call Ice Cube. I would respect the Ice Cube commercial. If, if, and that's not to say I'm going to be swayed to vote either way. But... I can respect <laughs> Ice Cube came out and said, hey, you should vote for Trump. I can respect him if he came out and said, you should vote for Biden. I don't care what people vote for. Unlike a lot of you people out there, I'm not judgmental. I don't give a fuck. It's people that have disowned their parents, their child, their friends over who they're voting for. And I'm sorry, it's not that deep to me. <laughs> um, I'm not one of the idiots out there that believes that every Trump person is a racist. I'm not a person out there that believes every Biden um, supporter is a socialist, communist, or anything of that nature. Um, recently, Asian Dow of Tory Lanez diss fame. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I don't know any song from I just know Tory Lanez dissed her. So anyway, Asian Dow, who's not Asian, by the way, and also not a doll. Um, she's a black rapper. Uh, she came out and she was like, fuck, uh, I'm voting for Trump. I'm not voting for that other guy. And then she was shamed into, now I don't know if she was trolling. I don't know if it was real, you know, real or not, but she was shamed by people into saying, oh, I was just saying that because, you know, it's election time. So y'all can vote. Damn. That's not why you said that. that. That explanation didn't make sense. I don't know if she signed to a label and they told her to recant, but that's just bullshit. You have to let people be who they are. As long as you have a reason for why you're doing something, why you're supporting something, I can disagree with the reason. I can agree with the reason. I can try to reason with you to make you change your, your mind. But if we can have a productive conversation about it, and you actually have a standpoint, why the fuck would I be judging you? Only problem, time I have a problem with people is when they have absolutely no reason on why they feel the way that they feel. You know what? When they just are following people and they're just following the narrative. Like I was talking to over the past couple of days, I've talked to two different people. So one person, um, we ended up talking about the election and they said they were voted for Biden. I just, I said, why? Uh, always X, Y. Whenever somebody says something to you, just X, Y. You might learn something new. So um, that's how I learned ab about the unfairness in the healthcare system to black mothers. So I asked them why they said because they didn't like how Trump ha handled COVID. Um, I said, OK, so we talked about that for a quick second. And then I said, so is that the only reason? And then that was the only reason. I don't know. So. 
out of all the years, a pandemic is the only reason. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Cool. So if there was no pandemic, you would vote for uh, for Trump. Well, no. So why? <laughs> oh, because I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> at that point, it's nothing I can say to you. Dude. There's no. We can't have a productive conversation at that point. I can't really find out why you feel. I can't learn anything new from you telling me that you just don't like somebody. And that's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. Um, the next person I talk to, they're like, yeah, we just got to get Trump out of here. So I'm like, why? So he's like, uh, you know, we, we just got to get him out of here. Um, I don't like him. Uh, you know what? <laughs> We're going to be here for a while. Why don't you like him? What do you do to you? Oh, he didn't do nothing to me. I mean, I don't really got a problem with him. <laughs> yeah, I don't really got a problem with him. But, you know, I, we just need, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. I just want him out. Okay. <laughs> End of the conversation. You just want him out. And that's fine. Well, it's not fine. I don't really like their reasoning. And this is one of the reasons I'm happy that the popular vote doesn't decide who the president is because it's people and myself at one point included that don't know shit about the issues at hand don't know shit about what the previous administration did people's track records over the years the lies that they're telling you well we know some of the lies that they're telling us the other lies the harder to detect lies because you're not really involved in the process um, as deeply as maybe you should be. So that's why I'm happy that Electoral College decides who the president is. When Obama ran the first time, that was my only time voting. And I voted for Obama, but I only voted for him because he was black. I was proud that he won. I was happy that he won. Cool. <laughs> like I, I supported that. But Although I supported it and I'm proud and I'm still happy that we had a black president, I shouldn't have been able to vote, in my opinion, because I didn't really have a reason to vote why I was voting. I think that no matter what we do in life, we always need to have a reason behind what we're doing. We need to know why we're doing something, especially something as important as voting for the president or your mayor or your governor or whatever. And I try to be a free thinker and go with facts, unemotional, no emotions, just straight facts, facts as I have them. When I learn something new, I might change my mind. Uh, this whole emotional shit and just being a sheep and saying fuck, when I hear people say fuck Trump, it, it pisses me off so much, only because whenever I ask them why they're saying it, they don't have a reason. I don't care if you say fuck me, as long as if I said if you say yo well fuck you to me, I just want a reason why you said it, <laughs> and that's cool with me. If you have a valid reason, like I might have did something to you, I might have said something that you felt was offensive, but I need to know why. And then depending on if I feel as though it's a valid reason, then all right, well cool. You, you say fuck me, fuck me. I get it. I get where you're coming from. I 100% get where you're coming from, and that's just me because I'm unemotional and not attached to, I just compartmentalize things. So I realize that I'm not perfect and that I can do things to, to make people mad. And oh, 
So anyway, I say all that to say, please don't let anybody um, scare you away from voting how you want to vote. Just do your research and whoever you want to vote for, if you want to vote independent, motherfucker, vote independent. (laughs) Fuck that. You do not. This is not that type of podcast. Uh, This is for free thinkers, people who have minds, people who can think for themselves. So whoever you want to vote for, just know if no one else supports you, I support you, whether it's Biden, Trump, Kanye, or uh, I don't know who the independent person running And they normally don't matter, but, well, they never matter. I ain't no normally. They, they never matter. But if that's what, how you want to spend your vote, then that's how you should use your vote. Uh, so real quick, um, so switching subjects, switching gears. Uh, black gangster was arrested yesterday, and cord. All right, black gangster was arrested yesterday, and he was released. It says in ten minutes he was out on bond. So shout out to his lawyer. His lawyer was some black guy who <laughs> he didn't look like a lawyer. He he definitely uh, had no suit on. I think he said no cap in the caption. <laughs> Hey, I don't know. Shout out to his lawyer. <laughs> He's keeping it real. Uh, and I, I like a non-conformist, so he was definitely doing whatever he wanted to do. Um, but so, so it says he got pulled over and he was the passenger in the car. And then when the cops pulled up, he had a gun, a handgun between his legs. I, this story sounds... No. Nah, <laughs> this story sounds crazy. So... Nobody, even if it was a registered gun, which I think he's a felon, and if he's a felon, he can't have a gun, which is a fucked up law that if I don't lose my train of thought, I'll talk about in a second. So it said he had the gun between his legs when it got pulled up. Even if you have a licensed registered gun, nobody is keeping a gun between their legs when they have when they have the cops about to come up to the car and they know the cops is coming up to the car. Not happening. You have to be a fucking imbecile to do that in any era, especially in an era where you see more often, not to say that they haven't been doing it, because I know that they have been shooting uh, unarmed black men for years. But when you see it even more, them shooting down black men who are unarmed and you have arms, (laughs) ain't nobody doing that. There's no way in hell he just had the gun between his legs. Nah, I, I just can't. I just can't rock with that. And they say he bonded out in ten minutes. Uh, I mean, I, I guess he get a bond out in ten minutes. I don't, I don't know, man. That, that seems super crazy. I, I as soon as they saw it, this would have turned into a whole incident, a whole fucking incident. If they didn't shoot, which I would be very shocked if they didn't shoot. It would have been an incident, uh, incident of Elisa dragging out of the car. It would have been some type of commotion. I just, I can't see it. I cannot see it. I don't even, I'm licensed to carry. And uh, they tell you, well, they don't tell you, but they put it on the left. They do tell you. They tell you that, and, and it's on the letter, um, all the paperwork that you have to read and fill out. It says that you do not have to tell the police if you have your weapon in the car. So if a police officer pulls me over, I for surely never say, yo, I got it on me. 
And I damn sure don't keep it between my legs. If it was in my lap, which sometimes it's in my lap, if a cop pulls me over when he thinks I'm going for my registration, I am going for the registration, but I'm also putting that away. <laughs> I don't want any problems. And if I don't put it there, I'll put it under the seat. You will not be seeing a gun in my lap. Uh-uh, uh-uh. They didn't pull guns out on me when I didn't have a, a gun. <laughs> you think I'm going to have that shit in my lap? No, no, no. And that'll be the, the first excuse. Well, he, he pointed the gun. No, 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 no. I can see that shit now. I don't even like the, when they say that the black man was unarmed when they shot him because I feel like that puts in the people's minds that if you are armed, that they would somehow be justified in shooting you. When black people can have license to carry as well. I know a lot of black people, black uh, people, I was about to say men, I know black women as well, black people that have a uh, license to carry and carry a weapon. So. I hate when they say unarmed black man, because whether you're armed or unarmed, it does not matter. If you don't pose a threat to that officer's life, then he has no right to use deadly force right now. So anyway, um, I don't believe this uh, is something fishy here. <laughs> it's something fishy for sure, for sure. I don't know if the report is wrong. I don't know if they just not wrong. I don't know if they lied on the report. I don't know if they're lying on black youngster or not, but I mean, clearly, if they have a gun, they found a gun. But I think they're saucing it up. They might have found a gun in the car and that he's the celebrity. So they're saying it's his gun and it was between his legs. That would seem more likely to me. But anyway, um, aside, um, I don't think it's right that felons can't ever, ever own a gun. That is ridiculous. That's something that needs to be addressed. If the NR, well, the NRA don't really fuck with black people like that. There's some black people in NRA, so don't get me fucked up. But they don't fuck with the black community like that. <laughs> They're not rushing to the aid of black people at all. Um, and unfortunately, due to the way the system is set up, a lot of the felons are black, percentage-wise. So the fact that you can never, ever have a gun, no matter what the felony was, so I could have sold crack years ago, which is a nonviolent offense, and I could never have a gun. Those don't even go together. <laughs> They're not even associated. They can be associated, but you don't have that association because I didn't go to jail for that. So I could see may, or if I have an attempted murder, murder, assault with a deadly weapon, I get it. If I have anything other than a violent offense, I should be able to have a gun. And there should also be a statute of limitation on it. Like, you go to jail, you go to prison <laughs> to be rehabilitated. So they let you out because they feel as though you're rehabilitated. You did your time. And if you have it going back in a certain amount of time, obviously you have learned something. So you should have your right back to carry a firearm and protect yourself. You 60 years old, you can't carry a weapon because you did a, uh, you sold an eight ball well, I don't think crack was around 40 years ago, but whatever. You sold a, what well, you sold an eight ball of heroin 40 years ago when you was 20. Like, come on, man, that, that, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It's just another way to for recidivism to get people back into the system. Just another way people need to protect themselves out here, especially especially as they get older. Uh, 
Anyway, but that, that's all I had to say on that. So, oh, no, no, no. I have more to say on that. I, I apologize, because we just talked about this shit the other day. We talked about, uh, who was it? Was it, was it, was it? Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez, and he should have had security. And Black Youngster, if you were somewhere, if this is true, and that was your gun, you should, <laughs> you were somewhere where you feel as though you needed a gun where you weren't supposed to have a gun because you're a felon or because it wasn't registered or whatever the reason is, this hasn't gone to court. We don't have all the facts. But the fact is, gun and car being arrested. If the shit was legal, you wouldn't have been arrested. So get security or don't go to places where you need to have a gun. It's, it's, for me, it's as simple as that. If you can't afford security, but you need security to go there or you need a gun to go there, don't go. <laughs> well, wait till you get your money right and then go to that place and bring your security. But do not risk your freedom to carry a weapon somewhere. Just, that's idiotic. And you're too old to be making stupid decisions. When I looked up the story, I found out you were 30 years old. At <laughs> 30 years old, you're too old to be making stupid decisions. Stupid decisions stop getting respected around 24. 24 is kind of your cutoff for idiotic decisions. And I don't know how much longer, we're gonna call you black youngster if you are 30. <laughs> Or you might have to just go to black. Big black, black, uh, short black, shorty black. Uh, who knows? Wh whatever you want to be called, but that youngster is going to have to go pretty soon. Um, also, young Dolph. Well, Dolph started calling himself Dolph because that young Dolph shit had to go. <laughs> young Dolph was 30. He's 30, like 35 years old. I mean, he got you. Jeezy's Jeezy now. He's 45. He, he held on to it a little too long, too. Wayne is Wayne. You know, he... A lot of these guys, they hold on to it too long. Around 28 to 30, you that young shit got to go. That little and that young shit got to go. Shout out to Bob. Well, no, we're going to shout out Bob. We just had a story on Bob while abusing women like a few episodes ago. So we're not shouting about Bob. Or Shad Moss, as he goes by. So that's all I got to say on that. We're going to move on to the next topic. All right, so we're going to bring attention to uh, Mr. Navon Baker, uh, and there's been a lot of shit going on this year, and it is this. This is another thing. This is a, this episode. I wasn't expecting this episode to be this episode, but this also pisses. Like it's been all year. All of a sudden, there has been multiple black people hanging outside and they keep calling it a suicide how many people commit suicide outside by hanging number one number two when did black people start doing this all of a sudden <laughs> uh, all of a sudden so uh all right so this is from attorney crump uh ben crump this is what he had to say on twitter uh, Navon Baker was found hanging from a tree in Orlando at Orlando police uh, quickly ruled his death a suicide. But now we learn his hands were tied, his teeth were missing, and his face was bruised. We demand transparency and comprehensive investigation so we know exactly what happened. Justice for Navon. 
A statement from the police department Monday. I'm I'm just reading it. I didn't read this portion. A statement before the, uh, from the police department Monday said, while we are awaiting the final report from the Orange County Medical Examiner and agency independent of the Orlando Police Department, their initial findings ruled the death of suicide. Bruh. Bruh. So, <laughs> so. Rest in peace, Navon. Um, I, I hope you get justice. I hope your family gets justice. This, yeah, it was a video of a attempted hanging. Like, what's up with white people? Carry your guns, man. Get your license to carry. Carry your guns. If these motherfuckers try something, stand your ground. I'll go to court before. I'll let you niggas hang me. Nah, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. This is one of the things that worries me when I head out of town, if I'm somewhere. And this, I also worry about other people when they go out of town by themselves. And just, especially to like smaller towns and down south. I, I don't have too many reports of this happening. I, although I think it was an instance or two up here that happened. But for the most part, it's just, down south, <laughs> like it's just stay safe out there, please, please, please. If you can travel with people, travel with weapons. <sighs> this system <laughs> is wild. <laughs> like how how the fuck can anybody justify? So you can, if it's swept under the rug, it's swept under. How the fuck can you write a report <laughs> and justify? <laughs> Like, it's one thing to hide stuff and do things in the dark, but to blatantly say stuff out loud in front of people is a different, like, that's a different mind right there. To to actually report to the people is one thing to not do a report, but to actually report to someone, to the people, to anyone, that this is a suicide with a man's hands tied behind his back. We want to even ignore all the facial damage that was allegedly done. Just with his hand. How did he hang himself with his hands behind his back? Why would he tie? Why would he tie his hands? This is the equivalent of uh, pissing on someone and telling them it's raining. This is the literal equivalent of that. Uh, allegedly, you can call this phone number if you want to, if you are out there and you have any information, uh, 321-235-5300. Allegedly, the police would like you to step forward if you have any information about this. Really quick, uh, maybe on a future episode, I'll break down the full study, but there's an MIT study out there that shows that black people pay more for home ownership than any other group in America. So according to the study, African-Americans, I hate the word African-Americans, but I'm just going to trade that in for black people. So black people pay more than any other group to own a home. Uh, on average, they pay more or we pay more uh, mortgage interest, mortgage uh mortgage interest, mortgage insurance, and higher property taxes than any other group of homeowners. So um, over the course of 
on a per year basis, the mortgage payments are an additional $743, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up. All this shit adds up. Mortgage insurance premiums, an extra $550 a year. And then property taxes, which is wild, the property taxes, but that probably has something to do with the insurance rate. Uh, I mean, insurance rate, the interest rate um, costs more. Um, property taxes, additional 390 per year. So this is on average. So some people are paying less than this. Some people are paying more than this per year. Uh, and these are black people, by the way. And all together, now that little amount of money every year, so... I'm looking at what 13, 13, 14, 16, about roughly 1600 dollars a year, which breaks down to maybe quick math, maybe 140 dollars extra a month. Turns into over the course of a whole mortgage, sixty-seven thousand three hundred twenty dollars in lost uh, retirement money. And and if you invest that money, you're losing even more money. If you put it into a simple anything with a, a low yielding interest, if you put it into to. Uh, anything that you can make a couple percent off each year you've lost even more money. So, uh, well, I'll try to sort through it. It's a whole study. Uh, shout out to MIT. I love when I see these organizations, these schools, all of that do stuff like this. When I see the Harvards, uh, when I see the Yales, when I see MIT now doing st- different studies that show the inequalities um, of black people and other minorities, in the system of America, uh, especially when they don't have to do it. I love seeing people do things when they absolutely do not have to do it because MIT doesn't need the black people. They don't need minorities. Uh, neither or nor does uh, Yale, Harvard, Stanford, any of these other places that, that do these studies. So they're, the majority of them are obviously not you know, black. So. Again, 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 it's always appreciated when people do the right thing. And it's never too late to do the right thing. So they've, they've been talking about reparations, but I'm not really a fan of reparations. I, I just want people to get the, I just want the black people, the community, the minorities, uh, poor people, all of them, all of us to get the proper resources, the proper education, and a fair shake at things. Just. A fair shake. That, that's it. Can you imagine? Like, look at everything that has been accomplished by black people with getting the short end of the stick. Can you only can you imagine if, if we had a fair shake at, at everything going on out there? So I mean, I don't I hate a victim mentality. So that's why I point out everything that we've done. We've come a long way. We've invented things. We've started businesses. Uh, we have the most black millionaires ever in the history of black people in America, if I'm not mistaken, which I'm probably not. So um, we are resilient, black men, black women, everybody, we are resilient. Um, so I, I never want to feed into that victim mentality because that does no one any good. As long as you play the victim, you will never feel as though you have to... Uh, 
better your situation. You won't even feel like you can better your situation because you feel like a victim. Uh, you're better than that. You're better than that. Right, we're going to get out of here after two more topics. So real quick, real quick, real quick. So the the um, drug that Trump took, Trump took uh, the Regeneron shit, um, the cocktail of baby fetuses, whatever else, not baby fetuses, but aborted baby fetus, linings of stomachs or whatever it was um, that Regeneron uses to create the antibodies or whatever, whatever, to fight COVID-19 that he says has made him immune to COVID-19 and he'll kiss everybody and gave him a protective glow. He's a wild nigga. Trump's a wild nigga boy. It gave him a protective glow. Oh my God. So uh, there's a black man that has come out since then, and he said that he had the um, Regeneron cocktail in July. And he said he went into the hospital. He said that he couldn't breathe. He said he's getting worse and worse. He went and he had pneumonia in both lungs, um, as a lot of people have gotten, unfortunately. And he said that he had really kind of given up and him giving up actually led him to fight, if that makes any sense. So he figured he was going to die anyway. So he had kind of resigned that I'm going to die if I don't do something. So I might as well, whatever, whatever you got, give it to me. And I, I fully support that attitude. I don't support the vaccine. But once you got something and you feel like you're on the brink of dying, like, yo, just Go ahead. And there's been a lot of people over the course of this COVID-19, a lot of people that have had that, where they've been taking anti-malaria drugs, hydroxychloroquine, um, they've been taking AIDS medicine, which is antivirals. So, you know, you got to shoot your shot, man. You only got one life to live. You might as well go down fighting. So the man said he's going to go down fighting. So he, he took the drug. Um, and he said before the bag even cleared, he was back walking again. And he said he, he couldn't walk. He was he was done. He was down. He said his breathing was at 46. Medical professionals out there, you know what that means. I don't. He said his breathing should have been at 100, though. And I know that's less than half. So I know that's not good. So he said uh, within a few days, he was done. He was he was good. He left the hospital. He just did an interview. He sounded good, sounded great. Um, shout out to him. Congratulations. And they said since since uh, Trump has taken the medicine or cocktail, whatever you want to call it, that they've been getting people because it's still in the trial phases. So you have to join the trial to to get the medicine. So it's not FDA approved yet. So since he's taken it, people and gotten better, it's been easier to sign people up. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully it, it this is a real cure for COVID-19 and hopefully we can take these masks off at least by next spring. I don't really mind in the winter. I mean, it wouldn't be cutting anyway. So I, I live in the Northeast, so not the Northeast part of Philly, but the Northeast part of the country. So it's going to be cold up here. So I'm going to probably be rocking the ski mask anyway. I don't normally rock a ski mask, but if I got to wear a mask, I might as well just get a ski mask. So, um, what else? What else? Oh, Kim Bella. Kim Bella. Kim Bella. Kim Bella. I'm so tired of OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm so tired of OnlyFans. It was cool when it came out. 
it was a little funny, but this is just it's overkill. It's overkill. Every time I turn around, there's a new celebrity or pseudo celebrity. And for people that don't know what pseudo means, it means fake celebrity out there trying to, to create an OnlyFans. Why why is Kimbella doing an OnlyFans? I mean, and I hate to be the person that tells you that I'm being judgmental. I, 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 I'm a human. I don't like to be judgmental, but don't. Everybody, can't nobody go get a job or start a business that doesn't involve them fucking taking their clothes off or selling some type of sex. Like, come on, man. I get it. Sex sells. I love sex. I love to view sex. All of that. But come the fuck on. It gets to a point where shit is just oversaturated. Why is little Kim and her baby father talking about doing OnlyFans? Why is Trina doing a commercial for her OnlyFans? Why does the dream have an OnlyFans? Why does the nigga who wrote Umbrella have an OnlyFans? He wrote Umbrella for Rihanna. Why do you have an OnlyFans? Oh, my God. It's just... Monkey see, monkey fucking do. <laughs> yeah. Like Black China. I get why Black China <laughs> I, I get it. And even I, I can kind of, I guess, understand why Kimbella would have it, but it's just like late in the game, feels like. Because they don't have any discernible talent. Like, you won't be checking out. But people who have talent, why do you, why? Little Kim, you have talent. Go do a show somewhere. Trina, go do a show. You have stuff. Kimbella has nothing. She has uh, no offense. No offense. That can sound offensive, but I mean, no offense. I just mean you don't do it as far as entertaining people. So that makes sense. Black China makes sense. She doesn't really do anything as far as entertaining people. Um, Safari. <laughs> Safari got on. Just go, go go, dance somewhere, my nigga. Go keep your rap shit going. You got a Casanova the rapper. Come on, man. It's getting ridiculous out here. I, I can't wait for this fad to be over. Um, I'm starting to be upset at all the people that are supporting these people <laughs> who have these OnlyFans. And I will normally knock a nigga hustle, but I'm definitely knocking the hustle now. Uh, fuck OnlyFans. Fuck Daniel Cameron. Uh, <laughs> this was Bonnie from the Crib, episode number 54. I am and was your host, Gary. Oh, shit. I think I forgot. That. Thank you to all, <laughs> all, all the listeners, the first time listeners, the returning listeners. Anybody who's gotten to this point in the episode, I truly love you. I appreciate uh, you showing up every show. I appreciate you sharing the show. Please feel free to keep continuing the show so that I can quit my job and then I can do this even more often and even more better. And I don't have to wake up at three in the morning and try to do a show and then scrap the show and then come home real quick and then do another show and then run off to the gym and... Maybe I should just make OnlyFans. Whatever. Anyway, so God bless you, universe bless, or whatever. I'm going to fuck out.